Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Amazing crack team of engineers helping us make the boiling point work. We do. We do. Um, and while we're waiting, and, and, I, I don't, and people can hear us, so that's good, tell me a little more about your this new fitness routine. Okay, my fitness routine <clears throat> yes. is uh, I took two months off drinking booze, totally. Excellent. And no, eating like, lots of nuts. Wow. Um, absolutely no exercise. Sitting down on my butt as I drive to Toronto and back. And now you, you, you. Um, speaking of that, you met someone who who I introduced you to, who was introduced to me by my good friend Bill Howitt, and um, yeah. and and she has a fascinating business. Elaine Chin, and she yes. needs to be on, on the, the boiling point. point. We got to get her. Well, on. And, and what's cool yeah. about what she's doing. Is um is she'll give you a battery of tests um and look which, at which by the way Dave you haven't done yet <laughs> oh Elaine <laughs> that's I true. Keep talking I'm gonna I'm gonna call Apex it's, it's, as no but it, it is it is fascinating because because she can look at your you know basically your genetics and and yeah, and I'm see so how see how your health is and and help you make good decisions around you know lifestyle diet so that's where you were going when you were asking me what, what my new regimen is. No, I was oh. actually I was just that just came to my in my it's mind. It's just because I, I was looking so good. Yeah, Jeez, no, <laughs> no, but you know no, what, you know why? Because you moved my microphone like stand like I was I had two hands I was trying to pull it up oh, and, and you just you just up. went with one hand. Boop. Okay, I get. Well, I am excited to get my my uh, my blood test back. Good afternoon, Miriam. Good afternoon, Miriam and Ajax. How are you guys doing? We're hey. fabulous. So, so Miriam, I don't, I don't know if I met you. I, got, I spent a lot of great time with Ajax. Were, were you at the SVN Hospitality Suite retreat with us? I was not. Ah, that's I why met. I have not met you yet. Okay. <laughs> Greg, Greg was worried as he was asking that question. I'm Greg's co-host, Dave. Nice to meet you both. <laughs> good, good to meet you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, welcome to the Bowling Point. We're actually we're live right now. Um, so, well, we go right into it. Like we li- we literally start these episodes by uh, having a little bit of chit chat at the beginning, and then we just call our guests. So it's it's that uh, it's that um, you know right in your face. <laughs> That's simple. I that's think is simple. what he's going to say. That's simple. So, that? Yeah, we're good. That's that's awesome. And first, before we go in, how's how's that beautiful waterfront property that you guys are probably calling from? Ajax, beautiful. was I was I right about yep. that? That you had a new a new place yeah. on? Was it on the lake or on on the on the bay? Uh, uh, a pond. Yeah, it, it's uh, um, Miriam's. Uh, we needed Miriam's a lot, and, and it's really gorgeous. Oh, uh, it's so nice. You know. Well, I saw the picture. Um, you you showed uh, me pictures when I saw you last. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's 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 bring a proper introduction uh, in, into and actually either one of you, if if if, uh, if you could just let us and our listeners know a little bit about what you guys are doing in the world to make an impact, that would be awesome. Why don't we start from there? We are a collaborative of 12 members. Each um, have an expertise, and we um, blend in together to help companies or organizations, because we do work at not-for-profit or economic development agencies as well, or government entities as towns, counties need help 
we help these organizations um, pivot to the triple bottom line economic model if they're not there already. And if they're there, we help them um, expand that into their um, strategic plan, whatever need they may have. So maybe a, a little background. Let me um, talk a little bit um, about um, our name and tagline. It's the Coherence Collaborative, and our tagline is Wisdom for Business. Uh, and, you know, we've been spending months brainstorming a name. Uh, and then one day I was speaking with a Buddhist uh, new economy friend. We were having tea together. And, I, you know, I was saying, you know, we, what we really need is more coherence in the world and it was like a lightning bolt hit me and then about two days later i was watching um uh, a video with john Hagelin, who's a, a prominent phd physicist and very active in the tm movement i have a many decades old tm you know daily meditation practice hmm. uh and he described coherence uh is when all the different parts of our brain um work together in, in unison, that's coherence, and from coherence is where we get wisdom. Uh, and our take is, you know, almost everyone I know thinks the world's a mess right now and that really smart people got us here. So it's not that we're against smart people by any means, but we think there's something more needed, and that's wisdom. Uh, and that's what we bring to our clients is that, that deeper understanding and thinking and experience about the work that they're doing. And we think that's a really important part of the path forward in, you know, saving the global economy and reinventing it. Uh, and of course, the timing for that is uh, so important right now, as we're, as we're all so very aware. Uh, Ajax, I met you. Um, a few times actually, but uh, at the uh, at the Social Venture Network Hospitality Suite Retreat up in Harlem, um, I believe it was, and you know we're in a bubble there of people who get it, or at least are in the same on the same page with what you're what you're talking about here. How how is this resonating outside of the already converted triple bottom line? conscious purpose uh, centric uh, companies you know like is this resonating for other firms in a way that they're buying into the services for another reason but then almost find a new journey uh, as they do work with you I, I think there's um, maybe two ways to answer that is our goal is not to convert people that don't want to be awakened and I think this is something people have to come to of their own accord. And I think lots of people are doing that. And so, you know, we work with a sort of um, two groups of folks, those who, as you say, already get it. They're already a B Corp, say, like that. But we also, you know, um, people every day are having their own personal awakening. And I think Miriam was perfect when she said pivot. So they wake up. And they say, wow, I want to be different. I want a different legacy for myself and my company. I understand this now. You know, probably the most famous example of that is um, Ray Anderson at Interface. You know, he read Paul Hawkins' book over a weekend, walked in on Monday morning and said to his company, I want everything to be different. But he didn't know what that meant when he said it. 
And so that's kind of the ideal place for us to engage with a customer when they've had that awakening but don't yet, you know, haven't figured out their path forward yet. And and that's exactly how we can help them. Well, and I want to hear about, you know, more about how you help people and depending on where they're at. But before we go there, I'm really curious about – you know, what are you noticing is, you know, are, are ways or, or, you know, kind of things that are waking people up as you would describe them, like, or this awakening is happening. Like, is, is it, is it, are you finding it something that that's, that's resides in someone and all of a sudden, you know, something kind of opens a path to this new understanding or is it, you know, is it kind of a completely, you know, foreign thought that that there, there's some experience, you know, creates where this awakening happens? Like, what 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 what's happening there? Do you think? I think there are two drivers. One is economic, in the sense that the consumers demand more clarity and more sustainable practices, business practices. So, from that demand, those who want to remain relevant will need to step up. And I think from a personal standpoint, there's a need for a greater purpose, which is driven uh, a lot by millennials, but um, doesn't necessarily target only that generation. And by wanting to have, feed a, you know, meet a greater purpose comes the search of how can I do this in a very practical way mm-hmm. and help Um, my community and the planet and the market it can go in all kinds of directions Okay. Yeah, because I was—I was just I was my own experience. Like so, Greg, I—I I have the good fortune of of interacting with through this podcast with many, many, many um, B Corps, and um, you know, and I and I'm on slowly on this journey, and I probably should engage you guys at some point um, uh, with my business. And and for me, what's been really interesting is it's almost like as I'm learning, I go, well, I've kind of always felt that way. It's just nice to see there's, you know. Um, a structure to it, yeah. Like there's and there, and there's there's a path and there's and there's a uh, there's some support in getting through there. And clearly, you guys are part of that. So I just I just that's been my experience. Is like you know, just this kind of this feeling all the way along, and then all of a sudden, you know, I start you start bouncing against this. So, um, but but one the other thing question I wanted to ask you was around, um, you know, you, one of the one of the po- bullet points here in your on your bio is that, and this is fascinating to me, is understanding how your mindset affects your bottom line. Who, who, like, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was interesting. Like, I I was chatting um, just last night um, at a networking event called Green Drinks, and uh, I I was describing uh, the deeper you go inward, the more effective you are correspondingly in the outward world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we think there's a direct correlation between the inner and outer um, kind of thing. And that, you know, that's a big part of our practice. We have a whole weekend retreat in October called Wisdom Quest for Leaders. That, that, that's the, you know, the primary focus of it, uh, uh, is, you know, um, that, like one of the things just, uh, you know, the changed topic just ever so slightly, but related is, you know, in conversations about impact investing, you know, a lot of people lament there's more articles written than there are about it, uh, impact investing, than there are people signing checks. And what's happening when I talk to a lot of people who are really deep in that world 
is that they say people intellectually totally buy into the idea, but they haven't done the deep emotional work that allows them to let go of their decades of experience and training, sort of expecting Wall Street returns. And so that mm. there really is um, that a correlation between once they start doing that inner work of what's really important to them, you know, really important, not societal importance, their importance, you know, they start waking up and saying, wow, I don't mind a 4% return if I'm making all of these other amazing impacts that are saving the world. That is, um, you know, and, and how do you describe that again, Ajax? You say it's the the deeper you go in, in the, the more the inward. So no, it, it's, you know, it, it's the law of physics, you know, equal and opposite reaction. So the, the deeper you go inward, yeah. the more effective you are, you know, outwardly. Yeah. I think that's, I think that is amazing. And yeah. the, uh, so it feels, it feels right. Eh? It totally does. And I, I think for me, uh, you know, uh, Merriman Ajax, I've been playing around in, uh, in communities like ones that you are as well, social venture networks, sustainable brands, B Corp, SoCap for for a while, yeah. and um, I really love that that tribe of people that believe that business can be a massive force for good. Like we truly yeah. believe that capitalism is not an evil thing. Uh, capitalism is neutral. It's what we use capitalism to do. And that philosophy, you can thrive in that in that worldview as long as you kind of reposition your expectations. Because when we think about going to a T-shirt shop and saying, oh, my gosh, that shirt's $4 uh, versus the $25 shirt that's made of bamboo or ethically sourced, uh, made locally, etc. Are we thinking, oh, my gosh, big savings, bam, save some dollars, get the $4. Or are we thinking, I'm going to spend the extra amount of money because that's supporting a system in capitalism that's actually giving life to, to humanity and not taking it away. That's a whole different shift, though, because it means maybe there's less money, expendable money floating around. But uh, you're right. It probably takes a lot of inside work to retrain people to realize that at the end of the day, most of us, even the power-hungry, uh, money-hungry folks, at the end, they just want to have a, a safe, reliable fulfilled life and money is not the answer you know money is a tool for that anyway I, I'm, I'm probably just re reiterating what you're saying but yeah and, and any further comments on that well you actually you're, you're describing exactly the values driven consumers behavior they want their dollars to have an impact and again if the companies don't step up they're going to lose a big share, a much growing, a very growing share of the market that is there for them. And there's also business to business now more and more that want to do business with values aligned companies mm -hmm. so that it makes sense for them. So there, it's a growing, much growing segment necessary because that's the only way we can have a sustainable economic future is if we change our mindset. Do you think? So, uh, and I would keep going. I would slightly disagree um, on, uh, on your statement about capitalism, where I feel in 1979, with the collapse of the Berlin Wall, we saw the failure of unfettered communism. In 2008, with the collapse of Lehman, we saw the failure of unfettered capitalism, mm -hmm. um, communism, then capitalism. Anyway, 
And so I think what's, what's emerging is a middle ground, which, you know, I've heard referred to as regenerative capitalism, social capitalism. There have been, you know, as good progressives, we can never settle on a name. <laughs> but uh, the idea so that, you know, you know, right now there's a Harvard study circulating that says uh, 61% of Americans feel that capitalism has failed them and, and that there needs to be a new system, that number is actually quite a bit higher, like 77% when you look at it globally. Hmm. And so there's a desperate hunger to reinvent what's happening. And I think, you know, we're, you know, uh, our whole tribe, our whole movement is centered really well um, to deal with that. And I think some of the things that will emerge will be, you know, more employee ownership, uh, you know, some things that, you know, treat people more equitably than we see in the current system. Mm. So do you think there's going to be a, a new terminology or a new ism that's going to emerge in a way? And I, I, I think this is a really cool conversation because as I'm thinking, is capitalism a natural beast, you know, a natural being that is going to take its its own route no matter what? Or is it neutral that is played with uh, people who are either greedy or people who are more, uh, you, you know, u- using a system as a power for good? You know, like, what's your thoughts on that? Like, it's a it's a real interesting thought. And do we, are we going to see a new system emerge with a new name, a new definition? Yes, I think that's probably likely. I think we'll look back 20 years from now and say, you know, that there was a real transformation happening. Like one of the questions that comes up right now a lot, you know, just in the universal energy of the world is do people exist to serve institutions or do institutions exist to serve people? And, and that's a very unanswered question right now in the world. And, you know, um, I think that's, you know, when you see all sorts of different types of political um, movements, you know, surging and receding. Uh, and I think that that gets into this economic question is, you know, who, who runs the show? You know, um, you know, a few CEOs sitting in a conference room or do the people you know, empower themselves. And I think it's an open question that, you know, needs a lot of airtime because, you know, it is unanswered um, collectively. I think all of us in our tribe have answered it, and I think we're on track. But You know, we, we just had a guest last week, um, an employment lawyer, is Kelly Van Buskirk, and, and he's done a lot of research. He wrote a book, and, and it was it's really around the uh, – the psychological contract between employer and employee, and you know, you raise a really good question uh, point, Ajax. Where you know that that is certainly probably shifting, and um, you know, and then there's this greater expectation, uh, I think, on employers, you know, and and I think there's a there's probably a massive opportunity to attract you know people that are going to give you know give their all because they believe in the you know kind of the purpose of the company and 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 what it's built on so um you know that does that creates that creates you know a a competitive advantage in the marketplace exactly and one of our clients primary purpose is to increase profits so he can have profit sharing with his um employees and create greater retention pay them he pays them well but he wants to pay them better and so the economic model of making money 
it will not go away. It's just how you distribute the revenues right. that is is changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I've been fast and on that topic, and and I, I think this is kind of like you know what's really interesting is, is really I guess exciting to hear is is um you know philosophically where you're at but also there's a really i'm just by that last statement very sounds like a very pragmatic kind of understanding of you know what is required to run to run to run business i mean we can have we, we also have to you know use profit for good and all these sorts of things but I, i'm even thinking of how you know as i read um you know uh dan pink's book um drive really opened my mind to you know how you can create you know, opportunities for people to be autonomous in their in their in their positions and not prescribe how they should exactly get you know a function completed, in a way that's um, supporting them and their needs, but also the organizational needs. And and as I'm listening to you, you're kind of describing that with your client. You know, doing that sort of thing, right? So let's create efficiencies. The purpose being that we can you know create more profit for that and distribute it more equitably. It's ex- it was exactly the topic of the conversation. Love it. Yeah. Uh- you know, one of our mantras is clarity. And so I would say, you know, connecting, you know, vision to day-to-day tactics um, is an ongoing uh, challenge for every organization, but one that uh, produces tremendous results. You know, you'll, you can have um, extremes at either end, folks who are really have can grasp the stars, but, you know, uh, can't really, mm-hmm. you know, get the, the weekly email out on mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Or you have the folks, you know, uh, that that are so caught up in the day-to-day tactics, yeah. they haven't figured out their business model just isn't working. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And I'm a I'm a, an executive coach and I have a coaching company. We work with leaders. And, and I, I, you know, I'm fascinated um, by, you know, when someone's working with you, you know, naturally you're hoping the coaching and the process is supporting them. But, you know, if you strip that out of it, I think there's this one element, which is you're actually asking someone to pause, you know, sometimes on a weekly basis and reflect on where they are and where they're going and 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 them, you know, giving themselves permission to do that in of itself is very powerful because I think a lot, there's a lot of people are just reacting to the situations that are around them and, and really, really, you know, stuck in the, the, the tactical you know, kind of day-to-day uh, pieces that you're describing, Ajax. Are you guys seeing the same thing? Moving the energy from reactivity to proactivity. Yes. And you need to step back from the reactive mode. And this is in, it's an ingrained pattern. It, cha- it takes a while to change. But it's really about where do I want this business to be in five years and keep that vision in your day-to-day actions so that you have plan. You have an action. You're not, and then you're not reacting to your um, activities. Are not constantly driven by the reaction of your day to day. They're driven by the, the vision that you you wish to accomplish. Do Do you find that that people maybe intellectually understand that, but it's they find it hard to actually put into practice? Yes, and, and that's where the, uh, two two things. One, a really good visual that I like. Um, that describes this really well, that comes out of the meditation world, is if you want to shoot an arrow forward, first you have to pull back the bow. And, and that so leads right into the, the idea of, of, you know, going inward to go outward. Um, and it's that mindfulness and being present in what you're doing and, and, and being conscious and having clarity 
um, that's, that gets to the root of what we're talking about because that's what's driving results. And there's also predictor that time is money. So people tend to make decisions quickly with the thought that they're saving time when they're doing so. But yeah. sometimes it's good to sit on, on the thought yeah. a couple hours, a couple of days, a couple of weeks before you take action so you can that mindfulness of slowing things down so you can make the right decision mm. is a new skill to to learn and ingrain. But once it's incorporated in your day-to-day activities, it makes your decisions that you make are much more grounded because you had a chance to assess and and really weigh the pros and cons as opposed to just do a knee-jerk reaction and say yes or no. I've been uh, I've been smiling for the last twenty seconds because you're talking to me. <laughs> so it, I, Dave, Dave's known me forever, and uh, he we started our friendship as coaching relationship. Well, early on, anyhow, he was my executive coach as I was starting my company, and uh, I'm still complaining about the same things. Like the ability to slow down and and give myself time for mindfulness. For example, my what I can do is early in the morning I can wake up before the family and get the coffee going and maybe do a little bit of reading, not emails, but you know, like, I, but it's, the life is so busy and so crazy. And to, to the point of, I just bought a sailboat because <laughs> I'm going to buy my way to mindfulness on the river. If I ever actually get it sailing. So I am your perfect client. Just, just, to, just to put it out there, we're available. Okay. As long as we can, as long as we can get you guys uh, helping me out on my boat. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it, but I, just as a, as an example is I am an example of somebody who I'm, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador of this way of thinking for business. Um, you know, and I am so in it that I have, I've worked my way out of the ability to be mindful, which it's, I'm, I'm not giving myself enough credit, but it's a, I can see how this is so critical now because now more than ever, it's, it's important for us to do our good work in the world, but finding balance is critical. And I'm, I'm super inspired with what you guys are talking about here. We, we did a um, two hour seminar at the local chamber entitled wisdom for business, the business, the wisdom case for business, which was really bringing down bringing it down to slowing down and mm-hmm. how do you slow down and mm-hmm. still feel efficient mm-hmm. and why slow down to increase efficiency. Right. And, and there's, so there's efficiency and then there's effectiveness. So you want to do things right and you want to do things fast, but if you're not focused, if you're not centered, if you're not healthy, yeah. if you haven't eaten breakfast, basic things, it's hard to do all the things. So it was really more thought, a talk about well-being and wellness and how that personal wellness and balance, personal balance, has a great effect on your business and on how you relate to your customers, how you relate to your clients, how you, how you relate to everything. How do, how do people reach you guys? How do they learn more about, you know, the, the, these topics, you know, and, um, you know, what's the best way for them to learn not about you as I mean first and foremost you guys but also just you know more on this topic where where can people go I would say well you know our website is the coherencecollaborative.com we actually have quite a list of um, uh, resources on the site including SVN 
and a lot of uh, the various organizations that we're all involved with mm-hmm. um, are listed, you know, with hot, hot links on the site. And I would just recommend folks uh, develop their own tribe, uh, be it in their local community or whatever, but of people who are at some stage on the path. And, 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 you know, because I find when you start really connecting with other people doing this, you stop feeling crazy and, and start getting more comfortable with embracing it proactively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I, I just want to thank you guys for introducing, you know, these ideas and yourselves to our tribe. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, also, <clears throat> thanks, Ajax, for, uh, you know, for becoming friends with me at uh, Hospitality <laughs> Sweet Retreat. It's hard not to become, like, uh, create lifelong friends at that place, it seems. <laughs> yeah, well, there's more to come, brother. Yeah, man. And uh, are you guys B Corp by chance? Yes. Okay, so will we see you in Toronto at the Champions Retreat? Um, unclear at this stage. So we're not registered, but if we can make it, we definitely want to. Wonderful. Well, when is that, by the That's way? That's in October. October 3, 4, 5 in Toronto. Uh, and perhaps Dave will be a certified B Corp by then as well. Is that, is that possible to get become certified in this amount of time? It's possible for you to get the submission in. Yeah. They're so backlogged, it's probably not uh, time. To get it. Okay. Right. But... It's always worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Miriam, nice nice to meet you on on the phone and uh, looking forward to our next so uh, much, next connection. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much. See you guys. Take care. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye, Dave. Bye, Greg. Bye-bye. I really like that approach. It's uh, oh, man. it's so real. Like uh, the, the, the inward before going out. It yeah, makes sense. The arrow. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and I'll just, I mean, I guess I'll summarize kind of my belief in what they're saying in that, and it's actually, this is this happened this morning. Um for whatever reason, I got up, and I'm trying to make a practice a little earlier than what typical. Um, as you know, I've got a very we have we have a very young child at home, who which is fine because you're a very young person. Yeah, as you <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who sleeps two hour intervals through the entire night and Baby. wakes up. And <laughs> anyhow, um, for whatever reason, today of all, re- if I, and it's you know it's, it's ironic because we're talking to Ajax and Miriam. Um, I was just just more reflective, and I kind of things that slowed down, and and it doesn't happen every day. But um, and I, so I was changing um, Elise, and I looked up at, at this beautiful picture on her wall that I have never noticed before. She's almost six months. Wow! And um, I looked at, it, I was like, <laughs> my God, that's yeah. that's beautiful. And so I asked Mary Ellen, I said, what? When did we get that? She goes, well, we've had it since day one. So I guess my point is, and I guess what I'm I'm listening to Ajax and Miriam is, is that is that we're you know life can be so fast and busy that you don't even notice what's in front of you mm-hmm. and um and that's just an example for me of of and and it is a beautiful picture and it it was and and I, I just and the thought of why well, how did I never how have I never even noticed this before about a year ago at the Wallace McCain Institute we did a a weekend for our what do we call ourselves or uh or order people yeah for for the order or whatever um <laughs> on a lake and we brought in a, a, a mind, mindfulness coach, meditation, yoga, and she led us to this great exercise of like step meditation where you take, you just walk really slowly and just keep walking. But every step you have to pay attention to, you know? Mm-hmm. So you do it in the woods. You take a step, but you're breathing in the air. You take a step, you're smelling, you're, you're looking, you're watching. Doesn't, and, and do it for 10 minutes. 
but if you're conscious of every step, it's really these little tricks, tips and tricks are really cool. Well, it slows you down. Ways eh? to slow yeah. things down. Yeah. Wow. So that's good, man. Um, yet another awesome, uh, awesome interview. And for those listening who love our show and want to support us, continue supporting us, we have a Patreon account. Uh, just look up Boiling Point on Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And for a little bit more homework, go uh, check out what uh, what Dave's doing on uh, with Leadership Unleashed. Dot com or dot ca dot ca dot ca leadership dot ca and I have a new uh, website myself greghemmings dot me and uh, that's there for public speaking and some consulting work so check it out and uh, like uh, like Matt always says and he will say in a second in the recording keep that pot boiling thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.